are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, I hate the Eagles right now. Hate them. I haven't found them this unlikable since 2015. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Lockdown Eagles podcast. It's your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on episode five this week, a Saturday edition of the show. You can find the other four podcasts on any platform, radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. We are available today. We have to talk about quarterback again, ladies and gentlemen, because Adam Schefter just reported about 30 minutes ago. So this is, I would count this as an emergency podcast. Carson Wentz is set to be traded from the Philadelphia Eagles within the next few days. We do not have a report of who the team is yet. We have some ideas of some likely suitors. We don't know what the compensation is going to be yet, but likely after Super Bowl 55 tomorrow, either Monday or Tuesday, the news is going to drop that Carson Wentz is no longer with the Philadelphia Eagles. He is no longer the franchise quarterback, which maybe you moved on from that idea, that concept in 2020. You guys know listening to this podcast over the last two months that I have not. So today, for me, I hate to be that dark cloud, but like I said at the start of the show, I just, I haven't found the Eagles this unlikable since 2015. And I'll get into that coming up on today's edition of the show. Where could Wentz be headed? What are the Eagles going to get back for him? Is Nick Foles coming back to Philly? That was a part of this whole discussion as well today on Eagles Twitter. We'll get into all of that on today's edition of LOE. So the report came through about, I would say, yeah, 30 minutes ago from Adam Schefter, both Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen, that the Eagles are expected to trade Wentz within the next coming days. The shoe could drop at any point now. It might even happen, knowing my luck, with when I finish recording and editing this podcast and posting it on Twitter, most likely. But again, it's a matter of when now, not if, Wentz is going to be traded from Philly. It's over. An era is completely done now, I feel like. That whole Super Bowl core, and there's still some guys here, but that 2016 to 2020 core, it feels over. It felt over when Doug Peterson got fired, but with Wentz still here as well, you were kind of holding on to that part of that team. And we even talked about it the other day on Thursday's show. We were reminiscing about Super Bowl 52 because it was the three-year anniversary of the Eagles' first ever championship win in the Super Bowl era. And we talked about how that core is kind of all gone, but you still had, you know, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Zach Ertz in house, and um, Carson Wentz was the big guy left from that team, but... He's going to be gone now, and so we are officially moving on. The past couple off-seasons, we've been talking about retooling the roster around that core. This year, it's not a blow-it-up kind of rebuild, but it's certainly a rebuild, and it's a rebuild at the quarterback spot as well. And I'm not going to lie, I thought when they fired Doug Peterson and when they hired Nick Sirianni as the new head coach, I thought it was all about Carson Wentz and fixing him and fixing that relationship with Wentz and trying to get him back to where he was from 2017 to 2019 in 2021. And I honestly still believe that that was the case. I still think that firing Doug, and I think it had to do with Howie Roseman as well, because Doug and Howie really clashed and Lurie chose his boy over Doug. But at the same time, I thought firing Peterson and hiring Nick Sirianni, who's a disciple of Frank Reich. He was his offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. Frank Reich, as we know, was the OC in 2017 when Wentz was 
going to be the MVP before he tore his ACL. Everybody gives Reich honestly the most credit for Wentz's success that season. We know Wentz clicked with Frank Reich more than any other coach on that staff. And so when you fired Peterson, you hired uh, Sirianni, it was all about Carson and fixing him in that relationship. But it just wasn't enough for Wentz. Those two moves at head coach was not enough. And why is that? Why is that? Ask yourself that. Some people are saying, well, Wentz wanted the world. He wanted them to kneel to him and get rid of everybody that questioned him. That included Doug Peterson. That included everybody. I don't agree. I think there was, okay, maybe he had issues with Doug Peterson too, but I think the bigger issue here, if you had a chance of fixing things with Wentz, it was by firing Howie Roseman and trading Jalen Hurts because the real issues still with Carson, the distrust between him and this organization, whether you believe it or not, whether you think it's justified in his thinking or the Eagles thinking, doesn't matter what your opinion on how they feel, doesn't matter what that opinion is, I think the fact of the matter is the real issues with Wentz and what he was feeling about this team still had to do with Howie Roseman picking Jalen Hurts in the second round. I'm not going to back off this, and this isn't some you know sports radio manufactured take from me. I truly believe that is where all of this stems from still, and I'm not going to back off of that. I think that's where the real issue was. So if the Eagles wanted to fix things, and I think they were, they wanted to fix things, but they weren't willing to do it by any means necessary because by any means necessary, that would have meant firing Howie and trading Hurts. That's what it would have took to get the job done, not firing Doug Peterson and not hiring Nick Sirianni. That wasn't going to be enough. Howie and Hurts is, to me, what blew this up because there's no other explanation not to remove Wentz blame-free. You guys know on this podcast, I've held Carson Wentz accountable, but there's just no other explanation for why Wentz fell off at a historic rate like he did in 2020 because the Wentz we saw from 2017 to 2019 That was a top-tier quarterback, I'd say a top-10 quarterback for the majority of the time, that had moments of top-five greatness in him, right? 2017, that whole season, the end of 2019. For the beginning of 2019 and most of 2018 and some of 2016, I'd argue he was more of like a top-13 quarterback, right? But that was Wentz. He was a a top-half quarterback that had stretches where he could become an elite quarterback. To go from that to suddenly a historically bad quarterback when it comes to efficiency, when it comes to against pressure and accuracy last year, and ball protection. How else do you explain what he did at the end of 2019? That quarterback who was the hottest quarterback at the end of the season that won four straight games for you to win the division with nothing around him on offense, how else do you explain what he turned into in 2020 from that player we saw in 2019 to what we saw in 2020? Like from again, 2017 to 2019, Wentz was eighth in QBR, eighth in quarterback rating, 10th in touchdown percentage, seventh in interception percentage. He didn't have above 10 interceptions in any season before 2020. How else do you explain it? What is the thing that happened? And it wasn't just one thing. A lot of it was Wentz's inability to be coached, his stubbornness. A lot of it had to do with injuries on the roster. A lot of it had to do with Howie Roseman failing to build around Carson on the offensive side of the football, failing on the defensive side as well. It had to do with the coaches as well. It it was a huge team effort here, this collapse. But if you had to pinpoint one thing that caused, because a lot of that stuff I'm saying was also the case in 2019 and 2018 as well. And Carson Wentz was not what he was in those years this year, a historically bad quarterback. So what's the thing that caused that kind of drop-off? It was Howie taking Hurts. 
I'm sorry. Again, I hate to be the dark cloud, and I'm like this on Twitter a lot right now, but I'm not budging on this. This isn't some sports radio, hot take, manufactured WWE-like scripted stuff. This is what I truly believe. I believe in this theory about what the Jalen Hurts pick did. And so now, this is the the bed they made, and they're going to have to lie in it now. And again, it's on Wentz, too. But if you don't think it was Howie and Hurts that are the key reasons that the hottest quarterback at the end of 2019 turned into what he did last year, then I just... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, good luck to the quarterback Howie Roseman tries to build around next year. I just, I can't believe we're here. I cannot believe, and it's not just about Carson. I'm mad about the firing of Doug Peterson all over again, too, because I thought the Doug firing had to do with Carson Wentz and the fact that we, I I even said back then, I don't want Doug Peterson to be fired, but if they're going to keep one of these guys, I want to prioritize Carson Wentz. The fact that Wentz and Peterson did not survive this, but Howie Roseman did and Jalen Hurts, again, is why I find this team as unlikable as they are right now for the first time since Chip Kelly and Sam Bradford ran the show in 2015. What is the consistent factor in the last three downfalls of this organization in 2012, in 2015, I I guess you could say 2014 and 2015, and 2020? This happened three times in a row now. It's Howie Roseman. I mean, does Lurie just not have the ability to take a hint at what the consistent issue has been with his team the last three rebuilds? It's the general manager. And that's going to be the case still until Lurie decides to move on. And I don't know if that'll ever happen. Howie might have a lifetime contract with the Eagles. Louis DiBiase joining you on today's edition of Lockdown Eagles. And guys, coming up next, we're going to get into now, you know my opinion about Wentz leaving in Philly as I just, you know, ranted in that first segment. And I've been talking about a lot of that stuff for months now because it's still been the case and, it, you know, the, the theme has continued here at the quarterback position. But now let's get into, so a trade is imminent now. As much as I hate it, you know, it's going to happen. Carson Wentz is going to be moved within the next few days. So now the question is where and for how much? We'll get into that coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them unlike their competitors echelon is affordable for everybody and only one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time right now you can try any echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days go to echelonfit.com slash lockdown that's echelonfit.com slash lockdown all right eagles fans welcome back into the saturday edition of loe thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast if you missed any of the other four shows we did this week make sure to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure you follow us on twitter as well at lockdown birds at dibiase loe my co-host gino camilleri is on twitter at jc24 gc i should say 24 underscore football so we're getting into the news today. Adam Schefter just reported, as well as Chris Mortensen of ESPN, that Carson Wentz will be traded from the Eagles within the next few days. I got into, in segment one, how I'm not happy about that and how we got here, how that has happened. Because, man, if I can go back in time and tell you, or the past me in 2016 that's freaking out 
with excitement about the Eagles just trading up to pick number two, and then seeing Carson Wentz blow up the first three weeks of his NFL debut in 2016, and then seeing him become an MVP candidate in the 2017 season, and getting you home field advantage, which helped you win a Super Bowl, and then even if I could go back in time just to last year at this time, you know, I'm looking at my 2019 NFC East Champions hat right now, if I could go back to one year at this time one year ago and tell myself what would happen with Carson Wentz, who was the hottest quarterback in the league at that moment that had finally gone on his own playoff run and won you a division and beat Dallas in a do-or-die game, which every Eagles player dreams of, you know, having that on their resume, especially as a quarterback, you know, and not a lot of guys do. McNabb has that, Ron Jaworski, Nick Foles, and Carson Wentz, like the all-time greats, have that on their resume. The fact that we've gone from those moments to where we are now with Carson is just heartbreaking, and it's it's tragic when you think about it, and it's on everybody. Like I said, I mostly blame Howie Roseman and the Jalen Hurts pick. Not Jalen Hurts the person or the player. I want to separate that because some people obviously think I'm the biggest Jalen Hurts hater on Twitter, and while I think I'm the biggest Hurts pick hater... I'm not hating on him and his character or his ability to be a leader of a team. It has nothing to do with him as a person, but the pick of Jalen Hurts and the job of Howie Roseman as general manager to me are the two biggest issues for why we are where we are right now at quarterback, especially with Carson Wentz about to be traded. But again, it's on Wentz too. It's on Doug Peterson. It's on Press Taylor. It's on Mike Groh. It's on injuries. It's on the lack of talent on offense and defense this year. It was an overall complete team effort in this collapse, and it's extremely disappointing. You know, I remember that Mike Dup segment in 2017 where Doug Peterson is talking to John Lynch, who's the GM of the San Francisco 49ers, and Wentz was in the middle of that nine-game win streak where he supplanted himself as the lead MVP candidate. And uh, Doug told Lynch at that time, like how great Wentz is, his work ethic, his abilities on and off the field. And he's like, you know, and he's going to continue to be that way as long as we don't screw him up. And three, four years later, guys, that's what happened. They screwed up Carson Wentz and it sucks. He's going to be traded. So now the question is though, where is he going? The report from Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen today surfaced that, The Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts are the two most likely candidates for Wentz's services. The Eagles are asking from those teams for maybe two first-round picks right now. That's the report. I don't think they're getting that. They don't have a lot of leverage right now. But I do think a first-round pick is doable. I think teams still probably believe they can fix Wentz into what he was. I think you look at the contract, it really isn't that bad right now after the Eagles paid out those bonuses. And you see non-quarterbacks, like, you know, they're stars, of course, Jamal Adams, the, the most recent trades the past couple years. You look at Jamal Adams going from the Jets to the Seahawks, and Amari Cooper going from the Cowboys, or I should say the Raiders, to the Cowboys. Those guys went for a first or more. So while Wentz isn't nearly the player those guys are right now for their respected positions. He is a quarterback that formerly played at that kind of elite level. And for four of five years, like again, when you talk about sample size with Carson Wentz, and that's what I like to point to a lot is why I wanted to fix him. I wasn't denying his 2020 performance. It was abysmal. And a lot of that was on him, but I, it's hard for me to ignore a four year sample size versus a 10 game sample size this year of who Wentz is. Like, if you had to put your money on who you think Carson Wentz is as a player, I think you would normally put your money on four years worth of play rather than 10 games. 
Um, so I think some teams would believe that they can get him back there. And again, he is a quarterback, so quarterbacks go for more than other positions. It's hard for a team to justify giving up a first-round pick for a receiver or even a safety, no matter how good they are, because safeties don't win you games. Receivers don't win you games. There's only one position that can solely, single-handedly, win you, I think at least, for the majority of a season. There's only one position that can win you a game repeatedly by himself. And that is at the quarterback position. So I do think they can get a first. I mean, if the Eagles got a first round pick for Sam Bradford, there is going to be in 2016, there's going to be a team that thinks we're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. And so we'll give up a first round pick and hope we can get Carson back to that guy. I think the Indianapolis Colts, although they didn't budge on that with Matt Stafford. So I doubt that they're going to give a first round pick up for Carson Wentz. But that is the logic that I think a team like the Colts could see. They're, they're going to look at their roster and say, we have a Super Bowl caliber roster, but right now, who's going to be our quarterback after Phillip Rivers retired? So I think the Eagles have leverage in that way, where a team like Indianapolis could think that, or even the Chicago Bears could think, look, we made the playoffs this year with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles playing a terrible amount of quarterbacking all year round. If we get Carson Wentz back to that level, we could be a Super Bowl team. Or even you look at, I think teams like the Denver Broncos could be interested or the Carolina Panthers. Those teams have a lot of awesome weapons on their offense. You look at DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel, if they re-sign him in Carolina, and Robbie Anderson in, in, with the Panthers, they all surpassed 1,000 yards from scrimmage last year. You look at the Denver Broncos, they've got Noah Font, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton coming back from injury, KJ Hamler. That's a great young offense. They have a good top 10 defense as well. The Denver Broncos could see Carson Wentz. John Elway loves tall quarterbacks, by the way, especially of Wentz's gunslinging mentality, because that's what he was in the 80s and the 90s. That those two teams could be in on Wentz as well and think that they're a playoff team with Carson. And so while the Eagles don't have a lot of leverage, I think competition could maybe jack up that value a little bit. And getting a first would be huge. I mean, my plan would be, if you get another first-round pick, I'd love to take a quarterback at sixth overall or move up and then get that guy a weapon for that quarterback, you know, uh, with the other pick. Or maybe a cornerback. Like, let's say the Colts give you their first or the Bears. That's like Asante Samuel Jr. level territory. That's the kind of guy I'd want at the end of the first round. Like, give me a second corner next to Darius Slay. But I'm just saying, I don't think this is likely, but the Panthers did offer the eighth overall pickup for Matt Stafford. The Denver Broncos pick ninth overall. Would those, I mean, I doubt it. I don't think this is likely, but would those teams do straight up eighth overall for Carson Wentz? Then the Eagles take Zach Wilson and then Jalen Waddell or Kyle Pitts. Boom. I mean, look, I don't want Carson Wentz traded, but that's a great plan B for me. If you draft a rookie like Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, and then you get that guy a weapon like Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddell, or or maybe you take Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith at six, and then one of those other quarterbacks fall, maybe you take Trey Lance, or maybe you go with Jalen Hurts at that point. I don't know, but um, I think the, the market, it's going to be depending on the competition for Wentz right now, but it's also going to depend on what these teams think of Carson, because this is what I envision for Wentz. I still think he's fixable. I still think teams would envision that he would be based on the majority of his sample size and his resume. But at the same time, again, you can't ignore the historically bad play in 2020 and how everything fell apart for Wentz. Everything dropped off. His mechanics, right? His accuracy, his footwork, his ability to escape and feel pressure. He used to be elite at that. He was he didn't know when pressure was coming last year, and he did not, not know how to maneuver through the pocket, when to get out, when to stay in the pocket. He was a mess in that area. 
Um, confidence was totally crushed. You know, everything about Wentz last year was just completely broken. He wasn't taking shots down the field after the first couple weeks of the season. And so it's going to depend on the competition for Carson. And it's also going to depend on what teams think Wentz is right now, because what he was, what he was last year and from 2016 to 2019, that might not be who he is moving forward. He's maybe somewhere in the middle of what we're talking about with the historically bad 2020, but also the highs of the four years prior. Louis DiBiase joining you on the Saturday edition of Locked On Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl 55 is tomorrow, and there's just so many things you can bet on from, of course, the, the actual game itself, the over-unders. You know, you can go money line. You could do individual bets, player props, right? Parlays, futures. Get in on all the action for the big game tomorrow and for the rest of the NFL offseason and all other sports at betonline.ag. And the best part is if you sign up today for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you're going to get a 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts all right eagles fans welcome back into the final edition of lockdown eagles for this week and maybe it's the final edition ever in the carson wentz era uh well maybe there will be one more because wentz hasn't officially been traded so today is kind of like the wentz trade reaction emergency podcast but it's based on the report today that adam schefter um and chris mortensen released about an hour ago now that wentz is going to be traded within the next few days we'll do a podcast on monday or tuesday whenever the move does transpire to actually dig into the details of the actual trade but for now we just you know we can talk about the trade itself um how we got here who the teams are that could be in play for Carson. I think Chicago and Indianapolis are the favorites, but I also think teams like Carolina and um, Denver could be in on Wentz as well. I think those two teams have a lot of nice young talent on both sides of the football, and they could see Wentz as the missing piece for those teams. It's funny, we talk about the Bears, right? The Bears might be the, the team to trade for Wentz. And it might be the team to actually give up a lot of value for him. I don't think Wentz is worth two plus first round draft picks. I don't think he's worth a Matt Stafford like trade package, right? Where LA gave Detroit two first round picks and a third and Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. That is a ton of value for one player, even of Stafford's ability. So while I don't think a team is going to budge on Wentz and making a trade like that for Carson, I do think if there's going to be a team that overpays for him, it will be Chicago. So I'm hoping right now the Bears are the team, not for Wentz's sake, but for the Eagles' sake. I do hope that um, Chicago is the team that does a deal because that means the Eagles probably get more value than likely they should. Um, Part of that, look, Nick Foles is with the Bears. It sometimes is funny, man. The NFL, sometimes it feels like it's scripted. It, sometimes it feels like the WWE. I mean, could you imagine if Nick Foles was part of a Carson Wentz trade package? I mean, could you imagine the two guys, a large portion of this fan base, wanted over Wentz and Jalen Hurts and Nick Foles end up being the two quarterbacks while Carson Wentz is gone? I mean, that's something that feels very scripted. However, I, as cool as that would be to have Nick Foles back for a third time in Philly, as much as I love Nick Foles, as much as he is the guy that won you a championship, had the best Super Bowl performance I've ever seen from a quarterback um, in my 23 years of living, 
deserves to keep that statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field. I don't know if they're going to take it down because of Doug Peterson being on it as well. I hope not. Um, but everything about Foles, I just said, 100% justified, and that's how I, f- uh, how I feel. But at the same time, I do not want whoever the starting quarterback is for Jalen Hurts, if it's Zach Wilson, hell, if it's Trey Lance or Justin Fields, I don't know who it's going to be. I do not want, for that, for the sake of that starting quarterback, Nick Foles, to come back in here and open up the door for this continued circus that is quarterback coverage in Philadelphia. With the media, with fans on Twitter, it's just you saw what happened with Wentz and Hurts last year. You saw what happened with Foles and Carson from 2018 and 2019, or I should say just 2018, 2017 as well. You saw Donovan McNabb and Kevin Cobb and Michael Vick in 2009 and 2010. As much as I would love Foles and he'd be a great backup to have, I'm done with having a distracting backup quarterback in Philadelphia. Please just give me somebody. I think Nate Sudfeld is not a good quarterback or not nearly as good as I once thought he was. We did a podcast one time, I think in 2019, and it was called Studfeld because we thought he was the next up-and-coming young quarterback. The Eagles were going to trade for a top pick, and we never would have thought that would be Carson Wentz. That's crazy, again, how we've gotten here, but... You know, I want something like that again. Just give me a veteran. Give me, not Ryan Fitzpatrick either, not Nick Foles. Just give me like what the Cowboys did last year, Andy Dalton. Give me a backup quarterback that nobody's going to want to talk about. Not Nick Foles, not Ryan Fitzpatrick, not a second round pick like Jalen Hurts. Don't draft a guy in the first round and then keep Jalen Hurts. Have a starter and ride with that guy and build around him. And do not have a distraction as a backup because Philly is already a very unforgiving market when it comes to the quarterback position. Just ask Donovan McNabb. Don't add fuel to the fire by bringing Nick Foles back. But if I'm Chicago, though, I probably want to move Nick Foles if I want Carson Wentz from the Bears perspective because there's no way Wentz is going to go to Chicago after everything he had to deal with in Philadelphia the last four or five years and say, yeah, okay, I'm going to play now. Talk about pressure. You know, I'm going from Philly to Chicago. I get a brand new start, but I got to play in front of the guy that won maybe my, he feels like his championship in 2017 and then went on another run with his team in 2018. There's no way Wentz is going to go for that. So Chicago, if they want Wentz, might have to dump Foles. But for the Eagles' sake, for the, for the sake of the starting quarterback next year for the Eagles, I don't want Nick Foles back here. I, I, I love him, but and it's not his fault. Just like it wasn't Jalen Hurts' fault last year as the player, as the person, but... I'm just I'm done having that that distracting backup because you saw what it did to Carson Wentz this year. You saw in 2019 when he was the guy and there was no other options, he took you to the playoffs. Louis DiBiase signing off. This has been the Locked On Eagles podcast. We'll get into the actual Wentz trade when it breaks, either Monday or Tuesday, so be on the look for that show. Make sure you subscribe so it's going to automatically download into your phone when the trade does happen. And um, we're going to, if it, look, if the trade happens on Monday, we'll end up doing two podcasts because no matter what, we are also going to do Mock Draft Monday on Monday as well. Louis DiBiase again signing off on this edition of Lockdown Eagles. Make sure you subscribe, follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, and we'll see you on the next edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Lockdown Eagles. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds.